Welcome back to The Bigger Picture. Thank you so much for waiting. I know it's been a while. I have my co-host here being original. What's good, people? It's definitely been, a, you know, it's been a minute. We've been busy. Very busy. You know, Happy New Year, uh, Happy Holidays, uh, uh, Happy Valentine's Day, all those, you know, happiness days that we had. <laughs> all those different holidays that we missed and didn't have the chance to um, record. We were just so busy doing other things. Definitely. Definitely. So how is, I mean, how has the new year been for you so far? It's been great. You know, cuffing season has ended. Officially. Officially. Thank goodness. So I'm glad that that's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm glad that that's over. Me too. Can you tell you're talking to two single people? <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to two single people? The whole gift season is over with. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, missed it. I missed it. I missed it. You missed it. We good. Yeah, we good. Um, so many things uh, have happened since the Grammys. The, oh my goodness! Fashion Week. Uh -huh. If you go online and you look up hashtag Dakari or at Dakari Eli, you'll be able to find a picture of Dakari during Fashion Week getting her Vogue on. <laughs> Strike a pose, right quick. You know? Strike a pose. Shout out to Smoke Magazine. Yes, shout out to Smoke Magazine. They captured a photo too of me. Yeah, that, some love too. That was what's up. I didn't expect for it to, you know, be there. I don't know. You know I'm like, yeah. well, I ain't nobody. You're somebody. You always somebody. Uh, I'm, that's nice though. Pause. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, no, we really, truly are excited for this next batch of podcasts that we're going to be bringing to you today we will be talking about you know we're going to talk about our experience at a fashion week you know we'll kind of touch on that a little bit right. um but primarily we will be discussing women's empowerment tomorrow is the first of the month of the the month of women's history uh so i am so excited that you're going to hear today the interview that I was able to have with Beverly Bond, who, uh, of course, a lot of people know her originally as, you know, she was a DJ for a while. You know, she was a Wilhelmina uh, model. What she's mostly known for is being the founder of Black Girls Rock. Definitely. You know, so, I mean, big interview. Oh, my goodness. I can't, I can't tell you how amazing the whole experience was. I'm so glad I have the opportunity to share it with everyone. And uh, so down to earth. Like what you said, we, we drank from the same tea? Yeah, you guys drank from the oh same tea. It, sounds, it, sounds, it sounded like you guys were best friends. Like it was really a oh. great interview. Yeah, I, I mean, we're not even trying to pump it up. It really was a really, it was a great interview. So, um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, in the meantime, we wanted to talk about, we'll talk about Fashion Week. How was your? Well, we were together. We hung out at the Fashion Week. <laughs> But tell them your take on it. I know it we're together. Dope. You took my picture. <laughs> you took one of the pictures. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was you that was there. No, all the black guys there? I was one of them. You were one of them? I was one oh, of them. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no, we had fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. The people. It was so it was dope. So creative and so artistic. I mean, just even with, you know, we were at a fashion show, so the dress, the, their hairstyles, their jewelry. I mean, we had a chance to walk around and see all types of visual art. Right. You know, painting. Somebody painted on some sneakers. They were from Miami. Um, we are still at a loss for the name. I cannot remember. I know the man had bright yellow pants on. Was it Miami Basil? I don't know. 
I, I think, it had Miami was in the name. Right, I think it was Miami Bezo. Oh. Anyway, they but, were so funky. I love them. The sneaker, they were dope. Not six hundred dollars though. Six ninety five. Six ninety five canvas? No, I can't. I just can't. Canvas. Not no, not canvas. I can't yeah. do that for canvas. But it was nice too. You know what else they had there that I was really digging? They had um. And of course, this is all new for us. This is my first time at, I mean, we've been to fashion shows, but this right. is our first time in New York Fashion Week. Right. Um, so what a great experience. I can't wait to go to the next one. But um, anyway. Yeah, we'll see. stay We'll stay next time. We'll stay We'll stay longer the next time. Oh, uh, we're not even going to talk about that. No, okay. We, we, we're going to leave that alone. Okay. We're going to leave that alone. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has to know about that. Nobody has to know about that. Okay, yeah. Anyway, see now you're going to bring that up. They're probably like, what are you talking about? Now they're all curious. All right, what happened is... What happened was... What happened was is that we didn't stay, but that is all my fault. It's all my fault that we didn't was. stay. Um, I'm going to just blame it on the MTA and Donald Trump, and then we're just going to keep the story moving. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay, though, because that's not going to happen again. No, so it's all good. It's all no, good. it's all good. It's all good. We're going to blame it on Donald Trump and keep the story <laughs> Okay. But um, but no, but we did. It was, it was fun, and the models looked amazing as usual. You know, I'm sure it's just from seeing it in magazines and on television, you know, and actually be able to experience a show. Right. You know what I mean? And to stand so close to the booth where we could hear all the control room, the control room, and to hear yeah. everything that was going on and how it was constructed. It was just it was very interesting to be that close to how it functioned. Yeah, the whole production the of whole it all. The whole production of it all, like, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, post some more pictures. I know that I posted some video on right. uh, Instagram and such, um, but people will be able to read more about it because I did touch on the fashion show we went to in addition to, because it's Black, or Black History, well, it is Black History Month the last day, of, but because it's Women's History Month, in Urban Magazine, I went ahead and was able to write. Right, you were, you, cur you curated the entire yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, um, Dakari curated the entire issue, yeah. March issue, from front to back. I was so excited, though. I didn't even get to that part. I was just like, yeah, and I wrote this article about the first black feet, or first black um, supermodel, and I was just ready to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just jumped right into it. So, yeah, she, um, I mean, like, everything you see, and the March issue was curated by Dakari Eli. Mm -hmm. And she did a phenomenal job. It was fun. It, it looked like it was fun. It was, um... And it's a team. No, we're a team. We're a team. We're a team. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I passed the ball here and there, but that's it. You know, you still shot. You still yeah. scored. The whole spectrum of the, the content that you curated for the issue is just amazing. You know, you. you know what? They were such amazing women. They made it easy. They really, truly did. And like today, you'll hear with the interview with Beverly Bond, she made it really easy for me to look like a rock star next to her. No, <laughs> like you know, no, you definitely, you definitely got your Oprah Winfrey on. <laughs> you definitely got your Oprah Winfrey. You know, so. But um, but anyway, like we were saying before, is that you know, uh, there'll be an article pertaining to the first black supermodel within the March issue. Um, just because, you know, a lot of people don't know who the f uh, first black supermodel was. They presume it's Beverly Johnson. They presume that that's who it is, but it actually wasn't. I mean, it was almost 10 years prior 
that there was a black model, a beautiful one at that. You know, her, her story is very tragic and interesting as with a lot of different artists, you know, that we come across or models. Um, but anyway, but um, so that'll be in there alongside of some pictures and information and of our perspective on your fashion week. Yeah, you did a great job. I mean... You know you almost got thanked for that, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Here, you're only allowed to taste that. You don't get a full. I just gave, I just gave being original a, a, a glass of uh, some wine, because that's what we like to do uh, here sometimes. Uh, you want to tell them the label or they didn't sponsor the podcast? They didn't sponsor the podcast, but I will let you know what it is. It's uh, 19 Crimes. It's an expensive bottle of wine, but it's good. 19 Crimes? 19 Crimes. It, it, you know what's funny? 19 Crimes. This is the uprising. This has actually been aged in um, rum barrels for 30 days. So smell it. Take some. How's that smell? Smells good. It smells good, right? It smells delicious. It, I'm telling you, it really, truly is. This is from Australia. You know, for for the right price, I can add some more adjectives to that. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. But no, it, it, it's a pretty good uh, bottle of wine. It's easy sipping. And, um... See, this I like. Yeah, this I like. It's not bad. It's, it, it's full body, but it doesn't have a lot of tannins in it, which is really nice. By the way, people, you know, Dakari came over here and elevated my whole wine game. You know, she told me that, you know, one of the reasons why I tracked uh, Ratchet Chase is because <laughs> I've been buying booms and... Oh, boy. I told you to stay away from that twist cap stuff. <laughs> you don't do... I mean, I, people say, well, there are some nice wines out there that have a twist cap. Yeah, you're right. There is. They're decent. Overall, though, don't do the booms. Don't do the booms? Not that kind of twist cap. Okay. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's like two for five, though. It's like two for five. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I pour it in the glasses, they don't know. Well, you're going to get a two for five kind of woman instead of getting something that's top shelf. And what if you just you just want to borrow the woman and put her back on the shelf? You know I, how I feel about that, Benjamin. I'm sorry. My God. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about that. It's not cupping season. <laughs> I know. It's almost spring. I got the crazy <laughs> fever already. What we were talking about earlier today, they miss so much of the good shit when we're not on the I air. know. And we have to stop doing that. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh. We were talking about uh, the bullshit with dating and stuff. You know, people being fake and the phony and all that stuff, you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. Fake eyes, fake hair. Oh. <clears throat> wow, okay. Yeah, well, you know. Because it's going to be a lot of fake shit this spring. You know, spring, there's a lot of, it's going to be a lot of fake shit coming out when look, it gets warm. <laughs> look, look, it's like this. It's like this. If you want to wear a weave, you want to wear a wig? I'm Hey, I'm all for it. You want to put contacts in? I'm all for it. I'm all for that life. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as if you want to experiment, you want to have fun. You know what I mean? Everybody likes to reinvent themselves. You know? I get it. I get it. Just don't, don't lie. Well, just don't be on don't be on social media. Hashtag teen long hair. <laughs> Work. Don't, 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 I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, just there's a limit. Like, you know, um... I just, it really annoys me when people lie about things like that. They lie about their natural, like, if you naturally have brown eyes, and brown eyes are beautiful. That's right, I have brown eyes, right? Know, and they are beautiful. They really are, you know? So it's like, it's really not the eye colors to behold. It's the one that is wearing, you know, whoever they're on and what their spirit is, because that's what it is. You want to see a person's spirit when you look into their eyes. I don't, I can't stand contacts. I can't stand looking into somebody's eyes and I can't see their spirit. I can't see their soul. 
It's like there's a there's like a barrier there or something like that. That annoys me. If their pupil is not dilating or you know what I mean, or if it's not like it's not moving, it's not changing. If there's a bright light or whatever the case is, you know, your pupil is supposed to get smaller when there's bright light, and then it's supposed to dilate when it's darker. But if your pupil is the same size all the time, no matter where you are, then they're you know it's obvious that they're not real. What if they're smoking weed? What if what if they're smoking weed? Doesn't, doesn't marijuana like make your eyes dilated? Anyway, you can see my face right now. Like I'm looking at you like you crazy. I know you're looking at me like, like what are you talking about? You can definitely tell the difference. And like I said, there's nothing. I'm all for reinvention. I am all for stepping out the box and expression, fun and expression. You know, that's like a way we can kind of like recreate ourselves and you know be artistic with our makeup. You know, or with the you know our makeup, our hair, our our eye colors, our looks, wearing our looks. But when when asked. Don't lie. Oh, what color are your eyes? Oh, well, my eyes are green. When your eyes are not green. If you are interested, whether you're pitching to Urban Magazine or pitching to the Bigger Picture podcast mm-hmm. or the Bigger Picture radio show, mm-hmm. I'm letting you know that Dakari is like one of the best researchers I know. Mm. So if there's any bullshit to you, she's going to find it. Well, I, I mean, so, so, and if I can't find it through research, I will, I do, I follow my intuition. Prime example, there's a lot of dialogue right now about colorism, right? About um, women empowerment, right? And about black empowerment. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, if you are a woman fighting for empowerment for women and fighting for black women in particular and you're fighting for you know wanting wanting for us to all love and appreciate each other that no matter the hue right you know what i'm saying right stand strong in your conviction you know and there is a huge problem with colorism huge problem with colorism where our darker sisters are not being appreciated for their beauty and, and, and they don't feel worthy right Right. Now, but don't put a pair of contacts in your eyeballs. And then when somebody asks you, you're, you're, you're all like empowered, right? Mm-hmm. And then when somebody asks you what color your eyes are and you lie, like your contacts are like, that's real. That's a problem because it's, it's a contradiction. Don't use conviction as a form of marketing. In the form of, right. And and then don't represent in practice. Right. Because, I mean, I'm all for, like, let's go, like, no matter the hue, let's let's support each other, everything else. But you know what? When it comes down to it, I mean, I understand that that's what you want to do because you think that that looks pretty and it's, you know, might be a different look and you're experimenting or whatever the case is. But don't lie. Right. Be consistent. Right. You know? If you want people to respect you for your darker skin and your beauty, for your natural beauty, for who you are, don't lie that your hair is is real and it's not. Don't lie and say that your contacts are real when they're not. Stop it. Stop Stop doing that. Like for the, the guys and nerves. Right. You can't be a 5%er and then turn around and, and 
and you're talking about today's mathematics, and then I catch you eating a ham sandwich right. later. Right, right. You, you're not, it's not consistent. Because you're, you're not, you're, you're not, being, uh, you're contradicting yourself. Right, you're not being consistent in representation. Right. Got to make sure you live up to your standard across the board. Absolutely. It's, it's you know. That was the same problem I had with somebody else that we know that I got a whole lot of backlash for when I said something about her uh, album cover. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I, I remember. There was some people. I'm not even gonna mention her name. You know why? Because she's not worth it. She won't. She, she, she won't be in. She won't be in her magazine. No, she will not. She will never be in her. And it's not even my magazine. I'm like, no, she won't. No, I, I don't. Want that <laughs> no, she I, won't. Don't, I don't want that problem. Um, it's just well, the, the point is what we're trying to get here, people. We're, we're trying to we're trying to get to a point is that bottom line is be consistent in your representation. Right. And we. Myself and being original, we're, we're, we're tired of seeing people do things for the moment because it's a hot moment and they want to try to make this moment so they can make a name for themselves and it's actually like beneficial for them business wise. Right. Like, you know, and, and that's funny because that's exactly, I had it when I had this conversation with Beverly, she said some things in that interview that were so eloquently put definitely you know and she um i'm, I'm gonna i'm not even gonna go into it. i'm not even gonna try to quote her right now she said it best and um you know we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna dip out and we're gonna allow you to listen to this interview for a little while and um i think you guys are really gonna enjoy it so so firstly i'd like to say thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to do this this month's issue is dedicated to honoring women's history month so we are so grateful to have you be a part of it. And um, I know that you have um, an event coming up, it looks like March 3rd, is that correct? For Black Girls Rock? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, yes, a, it's yes. a book release. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pretty that book release. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. And what a, it's, you know, it's no better time than Women's History Month, seriously. So um, now I'm going to rewind though, but I want to kind of get a little bit of history on you. So now you started off in the industry as a DJ. And uh, did you always want to be a DJ? And what inspired you? Um, no, I've always loved music, though, and I never, um, I never desired to be a DJ. But I actually had prepared myself um, to be a DJ unknowingly. Um, I was, I was a record collector. I loved music. Um, I was groomed and, and raised uh, with understanding uh, multiple genres and generations of music through my mom. I was friends with DJs. Um, <laughs> so when mm-hmm. I actually decided to do the DJ job, um, I actually was really prepared for it. So, um, you know, and I actually didn't believe it was um, I, it was a hobby for me when I started. It was just going to be a um, just something I did um, as a as a another thing uh, to, to I was moving to California and um, I thought that this would be kind of my social hobby thing. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was even a good paying job because I was at the time I was a model. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I was trying to leave and go do. Um, it's just the, the, I'll say the career took me. Okay. Well, you're a natural and you just kind of took to it. And I can tell you, know, I love no, albums. I, I won't say There's natural, nothing better than vital. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily natural because I think you have to, you know, that would be an understatement, especially with the amount of work and skills and, you know, practice you have to to uh, 
do to be a DJ. Well, I will say things have changed now because of technology, but when I entered mm-hmm. uh, in, in this field, you actually had to do all of the things in order to be a DJ. You had to have skills. You had to be able to blend the records, mix the records. Um, you had to collect the records. You had to know your music. <laughs> so well, you, you know, know your equipment. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's just that every time I've gone out and I've seen a really good DJ, it uh-huh. looks so it looks they make it look easy. You guys make it look easy. You're having so much fun, you know, and it's just and that's why I guess I, I would think it's maybe came natural. You know what I mean? Because I don't have yeah. I can't do it. I tried, no, <laughs> it was not for me. So <laughs> now you mentioned you were a model, you, it was for Wilhelmina, correct? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Are there any designers that you worked with that we would know or recognize? Um, I did a lot of uh, stuff for you know Nike Diesel just I wasn't uh, you know okay. funny people sometimes will say Beverly Bond you know they've added the word super to my modeling career and I'm like I was never a supermodel people <laughs> like I was just a regular old model uh, I don't know whose career y'all are messing me up with <laughs> well that's just because you are this remarkable person though I you know, the answer on this game show, and they were like, "Which supermodel created?" They had me and Tyra Banks as the answer. Which supermodel created Black Girl Black? And I was like, "That's why you tripped the guy because you said supermodel." <laughs> well, I think it just has to do with you being such a remarkable person, and you know, you've done so much that people have to put the super in front of the model. You know, so. <laughs> That seems okay. to make sense. Um, <laughs> I was a regular 2500 2, day race model. <laughs> nothing to sneeze at, but it wasn't like, you know, it was not Naomi Campbell. <laughs> well, to some people, you may have been, and that's great. At least, you know, at least you're still recognized for all the work that you've done. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know? Um, now, I have to say, I mean, Black Girls Rock. Now, on a personal level, how much it's done for me just to see this over the years and see it evolve. You know, I, I'm i so excited to see this year, even, you know. I know you can't tell me, I'm sure, who's nominated and who's going to be on, yeah. who's going to be honored. But I'm so looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to going to the event, too, this year. So, um, now... What I was going to ask you is, what moved you to start the awards? Like, what defining moment? Did you have, like, a defining moment that inspired you to do yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, actually, I started, uh, the idea was to create a t-shirt, a Black Girls Rock t-shirt. I thought it was a really cool idea, and I mm-hmm. immediately became obsessed with it, right? So I started writing down uh, my first thoughts about what the t-shirt should look like. And my first thought was naturally all of the black women who rocked, right? So I started thinking about who who the women were and who the women are that have rocked, that are still rocking over the years. And this was in 2006. And as I started writing, this was actually 2005 when I was making the t-shirts. And um, mm-hmm. as I started writing down the names, I just kept running out of paper and it became like, you know, it just was just going on and on and on and on from, you know, from Harriet Tubman to Sojourner Truth to Felicia Rashad to Debbie Allen to Beyonce. Right. To, you know, just going on and on and on and just, you know, all these incredible women who've done so many things through so many different careers. 
um, have contributed so much to this world. And I was like, oh my God, like we don't even see, we don't even see these stories. We don't see our history. We don't see our current day heroes. And immediately I knew that it was, it was almost as if those women were talking to me from that, those pages when I was writing their names down, like this is bigger than you. And I knew it in the moment. I was just like, this is bigger than me. Like I can't just keep this to myself. It's not for me. It's for us. And so yes. that was really the defining moment. And, then, and in that moment, I was like, I looked at those names and thought, we have to have an award show where we are honoring, you know, and, and it, in the diversity of those names, I knew that I had to <laughs> Hello? Oh. That was Jay Z popping up on my phone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So I lost him. Like, oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, in that moment of looking at the variety of women, um, young, old, past, present, um, and just that, that they've done, I, I was just like, we have to have something that elevates these stories for our young girls to be able to see. Uh, these types of sheroes so that they have something to aspire to. And then that was, you know, that thought pattern was up against what I was watching in the music industry in particular mm-hmm. at the time. And in, and in media in general, um, you know, in the music industry, we did have positions where we were very objectified, very, you know, it was hypersexual yes. or objectified. Yes. Um, or we were just stereotyped, right? Yes. And then there was nothing else. Like, there was nothing else. And then on the outside of that, it made media we were not present we were not on covers nope. or in magazines our beauty didn't matter our natural beauty didn't matter and then you know and, and in my agency just on a personal note when I was with Wilhelmina you know the biggest fight that I would have with my agents was about my hair if you see my book cover that's me on the cover with my fro and that was during the time <laughs> and it was always it was always a battle. It was always a battle. It was always like, you know, calm it down, you know, like don't wear your hair like that. And that's, and the clients love my hair. So it was always right. weird to me that they would decide to, it, it took it very personal when they were trying to subdue well, me and tone me down. And so, you know, seeing that and seeing, you know, going on castings and seeing them say, you know, we've already got our black girl, you know, so seeing all of these yes. combinations, I think that, I think my unique position as the model, as a DJ, as a music connoisseur, as a person who was paying a lot more attention to media messages, um, and as a person who grew up from a mother who made sure that I was very conscious about my blackness and very, um, you know, uh, tuned in and passionate about justice for all people, but certainly people of color, I think that combination of who I was is what made me birth this incredible movement that has mm-hmm. created, you know, something magnificent. And I'm just, you know, it's it's amazing. But I knew this is what it was supposed to do. Wow. Well, you know, I was going to ask you more questions considering colorism, or you know, as far as colorism was concerned. Um, mm-hmm. But you kind of just you just already told me about an experience just having to deal with that alone, you know, and it actually mm-hmm. helped moved you to start this movement you know mm-hmm. um, because you know, I, speaking of colorism I do have questions for you mm-hmm. uh, now do you have any suggestions on how we can try to combat colorism within our own race you know it's funny because I, I mentioned this in my book 
And I mention it in terms of like growing up and seeing what I saw and watching how, you know, and, and, and moving around a lot and watching in white spaces where we had to kind of mask our, 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 our blackness, right? And then mm-hmm. being in black spaces where that we were divided by it, you know, based on mm-hmm. our hair and our skin. Um, I think that this is definitely something that has been passed down from generation to generation. And sometimes mm-hmm. it, um, it's amazing to me that it's gotten to a point where it's worse than what it was, right? Um, or, or just as prevalent, I should say. Right. Uh, oh, when I saw, you know, hashtags of team light skin and team dark skin, I was like, what the hell? That, or, you know, what is this? Yeah. But, yeah. Like, what is this? But I think it's partly social media. I think it's definitely still, um, I think the way that we combat it is that we continue to build platforms like this. We can we continue to, you know, um, you know, all of the people who already do this work, Essence Magazine, Ebony, um, right. you know, The Root, um, you know, um, Blavity, all of these places and all these spaces. I mean, all these content creators like Ava DuVernay, Issa Rae, um, um, you know, Black them. Panther, like everything that mm-hmm. has happened, everything that changes and brings our presence to the forefront with all of our, with all of our magnificence, whether we're, you know, chocolate or whether we are, you know, super vanilla, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fact that we are so diverse and that's the thing that my mother always showed, well, would remind me because my mother and I are completely two different complexions, but what she made me realize is that we own all of it. Everything from the top right. to the bottom, every complexion. And I think that that's the, be- the beauty, one of the, the beautiful things about being black. You know, your blackness doesn't come in one size, you know. And I think that, um, you know, we have to start early, especially with our young girls, because, you know, we do have colorism issues. There was a girl in our program um, who, and our girls talk about it often, but one girl in our program, uh, she came in, she was, um, she was very depressed over being uh, dark and she thought that being born black was being born black and dark skin was a curse for a girl that's what she said oh and she tried to bleach her skin with Clorox she, she was cutting herself and she was suicidal and literally this happened in um, 2010 right when we went to TV and we had commercials on TV and so she said she was walking past the television and she saw the commercial Black Girls Rock and she was like, what is it? So she went to our website and she was like, oh my God, like I've never seen or heard this message. And so she wrote us this long letter about how we empowered her and what I've done changed her thinking about blackness and she started researching you know black beauty and she started getting all these images and pictures and making collages and then finally eventually you know she came to the black girls art program and um you know we ended up doing a document a documentary on her called imagine the future um and now when you see Jeanette you, do, you like you can't tell this girl that she's not glowing shining right you know that right. her, like her if she has yeah. issues it's nothing to do with her complexion you know what that's I mean? right like she doesn't wear that type of thing anymore yeah she mm-hmm. doesn't wear it at all she just loves it and I love that you know we took her to Africa and, and I just love the transformation that happened with her and I think that that transformation can happen without such elaborate you know uh um, efforts, I think it just right. happens in us seeing us. You know, when I see little mm-hmm. black girls, you know, and I always said this, like, when her little sister, as a matter of fact, we were shooting at her house, and her little sister was about six at the time, she's a real beautiful uh, dark-skinned girl, and she's like, Miss Beverly Thought, black girl, wow, right? And I was just like, oh my mm-hmm. God. Our kids are growing up now knowing that there's something special in their melanin, mm-hmm. there's something special about their existence. 
that their existence matters as much as everyone else's. And so I think mm-hmm. that the content, um, you know, the content and the image makers, that's where it's really important. But I think we also have to pay attention because things become trendy. And when they become trendy, it can mm. become watered down. It can yes, become, yes. Uh, you, you have, um, I, I don't want to use the word false prophets, but I want to say that people who are profiting off of our whatever it is, um, right, and and they don't necessarily have the best intentions. They're just trying to sell something. Sell whether something, that be an exactly. artist trying to sell music that never is supported mm-hmm. by women in their lives, or whether that be a company that's trying to change all of their, you know, their their packaging so that you know black girls fit. And some of that stuff we want mm-hmm. that to happen, but we got to be careful mm-hmm. about how we're accepting it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I I would have to agree. Yeah. Wow. I mean. You have just, I had all my little questions here lined up for you, and you have just knocked some of them out the box. (laughs) (laughs) You are amazing. Um, Now, um, what would you like to see more of in black communities and black homes? Like, what do you think we can do on a community level? Um, You know? I mean, I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of work to be done all over the world and especially mm-hmm. in, in black communities, especially in impoverished communities. I think that, um, mm-hmm. you know, we have to reevaluate what our education system is looking like and how our kids are being educated. Um, and I think that we have to do, you know, we have to continue to do village work and we have to, we need all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you, you know, it's almost like the see something, say something, like basically if you know that there is an issue in the community, you know, it doesn't take a lot. You know, I, I'm a person that you can tell, you could have told me that I would be a person that started a whole movement that would actually change the, that would, that would create a paradigm shift in the way that black women were accepted. Right. But right. I was just a DJ and a quiet one too, a shy one. But I knew that this, this thing that was so, that, that, that mattered so much to me about the way we were being portrayed. You know, I just, I held on to that passion and I used what I had. I used the tools and the knowledge that I had to help elevate this platform um, to where it is now. And so I think that, you know, it doesn't have to be as grand, but I think, you know, however we, whatever we have, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever you have, mm-hmm. because everybody doesn't have the same thing to offer, but whatever it is that you right. do have, I think that as human beings, we are all responsible for each other. And some people just don't get that memo. Some people don't think that it's their problem, but we are all each other's problem. And I think that that's the bigger picture that we all have to think about. A bigger picture. It sure is a bigger picture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, we can fast forward again where we kind of tried to start off, but we're going to end with... Uh, your book, yes. March third, first Saturday, yeah, well, Brooklyn Museum. Yeah, right? um, yeah. The, the book actually releases on the twenty seventh. That's um, the day of my birthday. Day of my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and we're having your birthday party at the museum. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. We're having your birthday party at the Brooklyn Museum. Then we're doing a panel too for you. Oh, Um, oh, I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, we're um, it's a a panel with uh, Don Davis, our publisher, uh, Michaela Angela Davis, who's in the book, and myself. And we're talking about, you know, owning our magic, rocking our truth, and telling our stories. Because what you're asking about, I think that's the key, is being the author of our own stories. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the key. So that's what we're talking about. So we'll have a panel, and, um, and then we'll have a Q&A afterwards. Now, you've had several people that you had to interview for this book, mm-hmm. correct? Oh, my God, yes. So, 
Angela Davis is one. Am I correct? Yes. I did some research. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about the Angela Davis uh, uh, experience, please. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you asked me this. <laughs> I'm so glad that you asked me this question because, um, and that one in particular, I was so nervous, right? But I was so excited. Um, and, you know, I've already honored Angela Davis on the, on the award show, so I've already met right. her and we were able to mm-hmm. honor her. And I really didn't think she was going to say yes. You know, you reach out. I saw Ava DuVernay put out something that she asked Sade to um, a, a, a song on the Wrinkle in Time thing and she was like I never expected her to say yes so you never you know you never mm-hmm. think people are going to say yes and you know you kind of like are wowed when they do and so Absolutely. you know the fact that she she was willing to do it I was already you know in a, such a state and so the day that I was interviewing her I was like okay I, I, so I, I put on my like leather pants, my leather black yes. pants. I have out of a black turtleneck. I have my hair was in a ponytail, right? But I still put a pick in it anyway. That's right. <laughs> so my husband looked at me. He's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "You don't understand. Ready. I'm about to interview Angela Davis." <laughs> Oh my goodness! Are you going on the march? What are like? What are you doing? No, you don't understand. I just have to feel. I need to feel this way. But I mean, she was marvelous, and she was so, she was so wonderful. She was so giving, and she's so, you know, just she's super intelligent, super smart, and just and so humble. You know what I mean? Like even through all of everything that she has offered to us, just so humble and and just incredibly. I, I, you know, it was, I, it was like I was in, you know, I couldn't believe it. I just was like, wow. But I mean, she was just amazing. Her interview was great. And I think that, you know, her narrative in the book, um, you know, will just be, I think people, it will resonate just like everything else. And I think that, you know, you, you, you learn from these people, like, you know, there's so much humility, there's so much humility in, in these pages, um, but there's also, like, just different ways in which they tell you how they've tapped into their magic, how they've survived through their magic, how this black woman shell that we are in, you know, is something very special, and it's not just the shell, it's the inner, it's the core of who we are, and it's it's something very connected, very sisterly, um, very spiritual, um, and very, very old, very ancient. You know, mm-hmm. Andrew um, um, Jameson talks about that, about how we are just, we're connected back to, to the source. And so, you know, I'm super excited about this book. I think it's, I think people are going to love it. And the people that have read it already are just like raving about it. So I'm, I'm excited about it. It's cool. Well, like, I am excited. Two years of my life. <laughs> it's almost like, it's it a two-year project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a two-year project. So how many people... How many people did you interview again? I know that's a big number. Um, I think it's almost 60, and I say almost because a couple of people <laughs> oh I lost, so I, I haven't done the final count. Um, you know, oh a couple my people goodness. I lost because one person had a book deal with, you know, they couldn't do this one at the same time. But, um, you know, it was it was pretty major. It's somewhere near 60. Um, I should actually know that yeah. number by heart now, but I don't. Um, yeah, so it was a lot. And, um, and, and four, there were four who didn't weren't able to interview or five that weren't able to interview, but they contributed in another way, and that was uh, they they um, and they were just too busy. So four of them asked to put their speeches from the award show with edits, um, and that was Shonda Rhimes, uh, Rihanna, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ava DuVernay, and um, there's one more. 
Diva. Oh, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Oh, Michelle Obama. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold out a open the book with her. <laughs> I did not forget. Let's be clear. <laughs> No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, goodness, back in 2006, I mean, when you first started everything, or 2005, actually, when you had the t-shirt idea. I know. You, I'm it. sure you would have never imagined that it would come to all of this, all this work that you're doing, all this beautiful energy that you're sending out, you know, and all the change that you're creating. So, well, God, you're can't... such a remarkable person. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I think it has something to do with being... You know, like Michaela always says that I'm, you know, the, the DJ in me is what is created this. She was like, you, you did Black Girls Rock the way you DJ. You mix all these generations, genres, and, and hey. styles, and you make them make sense, right? And I do. I think that, you know, one, one thing I will say, you know, as a DJ, and I'm still a DJ, but when I was in the height of my it girl success as a DJ, one of the things that I, I was really shy, and I'm always a loner, right? But one of the things hey. that happened was I had all of this love for women that just really felt that I represented them so well. And I didn't know them, you know, and, and I would just hear these things like they were, and then I was like, you know, at one point they were like, she like the Angela Davis of DJs. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's so, Yeah. And so, you know, here I was, this shy person, not thinking anyone was paying much attention to what I was doing. And I just had all this incredible sisterly support from women, you know. And so I you think that that... Yeah, you created this like domino effect. It was like this, this like you know, this, this yeah, ripple. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I'm you know, I'm very grateful, and I, I, I um, you know, you know, I want to continue, keep building it, keep yes, going, it, yes. keep building platforms, and I think that's what the book will do. It will always be there. Yes, where they might not be able to turn back to an old award show, the book will always right. be there. Well, It'll be like a resource. It'll be like a resource. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You know, in a sense, you know, we can kind of always tune back into that when we need it. We can always take bits and pieces like medicine and feed ourselves when we feel like we need some healing because it will beat you up, you know. And um, yeah. I can't, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Seriously, um, we'll let everybody know, uh, basically, or let me know where I can find you as far as uh, your website. Are there any other outlets? Are you you're on Instagram? I started following on Instagram. Yeah, I know you're there. <laughs> I'm, I'm um I'm DJ Beverly Vaughn on Instagram because there's a lot of people that have my name, and I'm on Twitter, on Facebook, and I believe I'm just Beverly Vaughn on both of those. Okay. As you can tell, I'm not fancy on social media, but I'm getting better. Yes, um, no, okay, I know it is. It's, a, it's its own beast. I totally get it. Um, yes. But again, thank you so much, Beverly. It was a joy to talk to you. You're so down to earth and so humble, and um, I, I can't wait to share this with our readers. And um, yes, and uh, I, I just, I'm so, I am, I'm like humbled. I'm like all giddy inside about this. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, I'll, I'll leave you to your day. Again, thank you for okay. coming and talking okay, to me. And uh, the third, right? Yes, I will be there. I will be there live and in color. No, I won't be that big. I'll be, I'm, a little, I'm a little, you know, I'll, but I'll be there. <laughs> okay, awesome. awesome. All right. Thank you. Enjoy Thank you. the rest of your day. That was a phenomenal interview. Thank you. I, I, I can't, I, I don't even know why I'm saying thank you. It was her interview, but it was so much, I mean, as everybody heard, it, it was so much fun. I really, I, I felt like, oh my God, I'm one degree away from Angela Davis to the booth. That's like icing <laughs> on the cake. You know what I mean? Like she, it was, it was almost, it was emotional for me. I remember sharing that with you. Right. It was emotional for me because 
you know, growing up, you know, especially the part where she was just like, you know, we go from being, you know, darker skin to being vanilla. And it's like, cause I'm very light skinned. You know what I mean? So it's like I always dealt with, I'm sure people that follow me on Facebook or whatever else and the people that know me have heard me say this before. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to sing this song forever because it affected me deeply growing up as far as, you know, not feeling like I was accepted by a lot of the females necessarily in the black community. You know what I mean? That hurt me. That hurt me deep. Mm -hmm. So to hear this, to have had this interview with her, it felt like a connection. Well, you guys have the a lot in common. Mm. Like when she tells a story about um, pre preparing to meet uh, Angela, Angela Davis. Angela Davis, oh my God. I swear shit. to God, that's you. <laughs> it would have been me all day. I know it's all you. All day. I might not have done the pic because I don't have that much hair. I got short hair, you know what I'm saying? But I, I would have threw a black beret on you with my did, black leather. You could have did the comb. I, I could have did, did the comb with the fist at the end. That's definitely. You know what I mean? I didn't ask her outright if I think, you know, she labeled herself as a black feminist, um, but I would think that, that, oh, yeah, would, that she was definitely fit the bill because, I mean, somebody like Angela Davis, who's written about black feminism, black feminism I mean, you know what I mean? And to hear her enthusiasm. Yeah, but no, it, it did. It touched me on many different levels. You know, I did, I, not for nothing. You know, the things I've been posting to on Facebook about the loving generation, you know what I mean? Right. And being, you know, black and white, it's like, I didn't have blackness coming down through my mother. Right. So, and I wasn't real close to my aunties. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just wasn't. You know, I loved them, but I just wasn't. It was really conflicted for me because right. my mom was white. You know what I mean? Right. But I always longed for someone to be a better representation for me right. Right. of what that what strong black woman looked like, so that I could, like, you know, I had something to look for. So, right. anyway. Again, these are all my like personal issues I'm talking about. <laughs> well, but to hear, but to, to talk to her and have that kind of uh, conversation with her, it was really, it made me feel good. It made my my, my soul sing. Well, I believe it. <laughs> it did. I felt good. At the end, I was a little emotional. I'm not, and I'm not. I'm really well, not playing into it. I'm really serious. Well, she said she was looking forward to meeting you at the event. I know my birthday. Yeah, so that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. gonna be awesome for you. I would say that she's definitely a black feminist. Absolutely. I mean, you, black girls rock, you really can't get any more black, black or feminist, feminist than, that. than that. And that's the reason why black girls rock is so amazing. Because right. it's like, it, it allows you to feel empowered so that you don't feel so discouraged. Right. You know what I mean? I'm saying for women, and what she did talk about in the video, which you guys heard and that made me so excited to hear. Um, did, actually, did we talk about that? Or I, I just know it. I just know it. I didn't have a chance to ask her about that. But she is starting... Um, the same thing that she has for girls ages 13 to 17, like right. summer camp and everything else for women or girls empowerment. Right. She's going to start doing that for boys because it's, they think, obviously, they're like, oh my goodness, this works so well for girls. We should do this for boys. It was such an honor to speak to Beverly Vaughn. And uh, for those of you that don't already follow her, go out there and follow her on Instagram. As you heard, she's really not big into uh, social media, but she is on Twitter. Um, I know a lot more often. Right. Um, uh, in addition, you know, again, I'm just going to reiterate what she said in the interview. Please go out there and if you can, get to the Brooklyn Museum for First Saturdays. Brooklyn Museum always has something going on First Saturdays of the month for Women's History Month. It's been, there's going to be a lot of things going on there. She's going to have her book signing. So. And they're giving out several hundred tickets. So yeah, are they really? Yeah. Oh. So if you get there early, get in line. 
They're giving out several hundred tickets. Oh, there you go. Well, you know I'm going to be there anyway. And I'm going to definitely... Jive girls now. No, stop. I'm going to have her sign my book or sign her book for me. And, uh, you know, yeah, because, you know, my birthday was just a little bit ago, you know, so... Yeah, that's my right. My birthday thing, my little birthday, yeah, because, you know... Yeah, I got one of those coming soon. Yeah. I got one of those coming Well, you know where I'm at right now. I'm not even up here right now. I'm doing some stuff for Mac. I'm in Jersey. So, <laughs> so you're doing a podcast by remote? That's not, you know, no. I'm just joking. <laughs> right now, you're not really here with I'm me. I'm not really here with you. <laughs> right now, I'm in Jersey. <laughs> Where am I at? I'm somewhere minding my business. I'm somewhere, I'm somewhere doing something. Probably editing articles. Somewhere doing something. <laughs> <laughs> but we still made the podcast for you. That's why I right. matters. We made it happen, even though we're both actually we're both super busy. You're right. Um. So, um, in conclusion, if only you were here right now. <laughs> Do we want to tell them who's in the next issue or no? It's a, I mean, it's, it's your magazine. You did the issue. I did the issue, So right? I'm trying to, but it's trying true, to but delegate. It's still, it's, uh, mm. But that's, you've been telling me to delegate all this time now for this issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep up, keep up. I'm telling you, don't delegate. <laughs> don't delegate. Oh, don't delegate? Not now, not now. All it's, right. It's going to be a dope, it's a dope issue. It is. It is. I, I really want people to be able to that, that, that Beverly Bond interview is, is the centerpiece. Yes, it is. I don't think I'm gonna piss anybody off with that. It's yes, a center. It it's a, it's it a centerpiece it of the issue. And it's, um, well, it's just because I mean it, it resonated so deeply because of women's history and because of the Angela Davis um, interview that Bev had. And look at me, Bev. I got another person like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bev. Um, but no, like it, like seriously, it's um, just resonated on so many levels. It's so it's such a wonderful opportunity. And I can't thank her enough. And P.S. By the way, I did not prompt her to say the bigger picture. The bigger picture. No, that that really that was, actually, or, that was organic. And if they listen to if they listen to how they led in, yeah, they will understand because it was a very what she was saying Same. was very deep. Yes, and it was very organic, and um, that's what made it even just a little bit more magical. Uh-huh. You know, so um, again, if she's listening, thank you so much for the opportunity, and you know, you took the time out of your busy day, and uh, I can't wait to see you in a few days. Yeah, I'm excited about the issue coming out. We have so many different things going on in this issue for women. Shout out, shout out to the people that you know supported the magazine, supported the issue, supported the podcast. Um, yeah, that's been waiting with bated breath. Some right, I know. Right. I, I'm. I am so. I, it's such a blessing. I feel so humbled by it, you know, because people, they didn't have to care. No, oh, that's that's true. They were checking for you it. You know, that's that's one thing I tell my clients. The people don't owe you their support. That's right. If they give you support, you got to be grateful for it. You got to appreciate it. You got to earn it. Yeah. And you got to prove yourself continually worthy of it. And, you know, and I, got, I got text messages. I got phone calls. <laughs> I'm like, yo. I know. I got some DMs. I got some IMs. I got some texts. Yeah. When's the podcast coming back? When, when the, I'm like, mind your business. It's, I mean, no, even, no, I'm joking. Even, <laughs> even, even, even my mom and her, and her friends and my family and my mom's side, like, they were just like, what happened? They want to know what happened. They want to listen to it. Donald they, Trump happened. We're going to blame everything they, bad that oh ever, everything <laughs> ever happened. But it's, just, it's nice that it's reaching so many 
different walks of life. Oh, that's true. You know, and, and that is everything. I think that it's a great platform and it's a positive platform, mm -hmm. but it's a very real platform. It's, yeah. and, and I think that, I think it works. I am grateful right. to be a part of it. I know. Uh, Dude. Dude. I'm sorry. Pause. Sorry. It's just here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. We can't get too much right. Uh, anyway. So shout out to all the people that support the podcast. Shout out to the people that follow every magazine. Um, shout out to all the Dakar Eli fans. You know. No, shout out, shout out to everyone that is doing something, doing the right thing. It, it, shout out to everyone that's supportive, and shout out to everyone that inspires us. Definitely. You know, I mean, that is so super important. And uh, yeah, I know I'm. I really feel good. You know, I'm. I'm entering this next solar return, making that trip around the moon or around the sun again. I am super content. It shows. I feel like you're more empowered. You're more vocal. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wait till I can I can only imagine what the next year is gonna be like. We just getting started. I'm just saying. And I think you know that already because I keep it really together for the podcast. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> and they don't need to. They don't know. Um no, no, we're 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 partially joking, partially not. Um I'm really not that big of a jerk. Um, but <laughs> like, look at me like that. I'm, yo, I'm drinking this one. I really, you know. <laughs> I'm um, but no, but you're having a birthday party. Yes, it's, it's, um. Party Eli is presenting your birthday party. That's right. We gotta talk about that. It's, it's, it's 10 years of dopeness. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So you'll be seeing that on, um, our social media platforms. And it's um, gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. I, I hear that I I I got word. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna leak no sources. Okay. I have word that one of the most beautiful women in ATL oh. is, is, is gonna grace us with her presence. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um the party's invite only, you know, RSVP, hit me up or hit the car up. And you know. Ew. What? What happened to the excitement? We just went from a, we just Oh no, no, I, I just realized I'm turning 48. That's why. <laughs> Age is nothing but a number. Age is nothing but a number. It really I is. make 48 work. That you do. I do. You do. Uh, 48 48 is the year of the flex. 48. <laughs> 48 laws of power. You just reminded me that when you said that word. It's probably gonna be a whole lot oh, of goodness. Uh, ridiculousness and, and good culture fun. Mm, it will. It's going to be I look forward to it. Time. I really do. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. My baby girl's coming through. Oh, is Sierra coming through? Sierra's coming through. Good. Good. You know, Shout uh, out to my Pisces. A couple a little, people. My, my Pisces little sister. You know, it's going to be cool. Your people coming through. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And uh, just to kind of keep you guys um, rolling here too, um, next week on our podcast, we are going to have another one of our features. And that's right. Yes. Are we right. going to say our name? Ah, no. Not yet. Not yet. We want you to stay tuned. The car is stingy with the info. Ah. <laughs>
Stay tuned, you know? If you, if you follow me on Facebook, I'm gonna leak it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, because I keep telling, but I'm like, listen. <laughs> Shh. Be quiet. Don't tell nobody. At least uh, make it, make it like, you know. Mystify. Tease them a little. A little mystery, add some mystery to it. I'd be messing up. Bit. I'd be messing up. I be wanting to flex. I just be wanting to flex because it's such good news. I get that. You know. I have restraint. All right. I won't. I won't tell anybody. All right. So tell tell the people where to find you. Ah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Dakari Eli, D A K A R I E L I. You could also find me on Facebook, Dakari Eli. They can find me at Being Original on Twitter, Instagram, Ben the Original One on Snapchat. Don't you know? I, I really don't post anything. I, I don't really don't rock Snapchat like that, <laughs> but my Instagram is popping. Takari Eli has got my Instagram popping. Oh, anytime my anytime my followers anytime my followers fall off, like I, I lost five followers today, so I gotta post a picture of Takari to get my number. Spread. Oh my gosh, stop it! <laughs> but make sure, yo, make sure you follow her uh, on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, Urban Magazine on Twitter. Uh, yeah. On Instagram. We're going to go ahead and we're going to sign off. Yes, we are. All right. We hope you have a beautiful week. I hope to see some of you guys out there at the uh, Brooklyn Museum uh, for first Saturdays. All right. All right. I want to see some of those women out there. Come on now, ladies. Um, and in the meantime, you know, I, I hope that you have a blessed week and we'll see you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Good night. <laughs>